1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. All right, we'll get it cranked up. FA Podcast, folks, chilling. What up? It's Mario. Uh, give a big shout out as we always do when we get cranked up. Everybody that keeps this machine going and, and helps us out on the road. And when we're out and about, it's uh, Weatherby, Firearms, Federal Ammunition, the folks at uh, Roger Sporting Goods, and of course, our buddy up in Saskatchewan, Tyler at Sask Goose Company. Uh, chatting it up today with Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. What's up, bro? Uh, doing pretty good. Just trying to uh, waste away the days until teal season. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Wasting away the days until we get there. Yep. 100%. So are you, you know, we usually go into backgrounds. So Elliot's got Freelance Duck Hunting. That's his YouTube channel. He's got a lot of other stuff going on. I like to always go through like a whole rundown so folks understand who you are and and your background and stuff like that. So we could, we could chit chit chat through that. And then I got a couple questions that'll kind of set us off. So if you want to kind of, you know, what got you started on the YouTube channel or, or what got you into hunting, like any of that, like just go through a little bit of your background so folks can kind of, you know, get to know you. All right. Well, if I get too, too drawn out in it, you can uh, wheel me in here because I could talk about this for, Ever. I am a good old Kansas boy. I was born and raised in central Kansas. And when we started hunting, we weren't waterfowl hunting. We were hunting pheasant and quails. It was 80s and 90s. So in Kansas, that was, I mean, upland game was everything. So we were hunting pheasant, quail, prairie chicken. I mean, we were, we were really big into it. And then right. in the 90s, my dad decided he was going, about 90, 91, my dad decided he was going to get a pointing lab. He'd been hearing about them, and we had been talking about dabbling in a little bit of duck hunting and stuff. And so he got this pointing lab. Well, after we started duck hunting with that lab, there was no need to use the pointing <laughs> because right. we got into duck hunting and we got bit with that bug and we just have never gone back to any other kind of, of hunting other than waterfowl hunting. I mean, we just got eaten up with it. And so that's, that's all that we wanted to do. So about that time, he and I started a point system and we were, my father and myself, um, we were competing against each other <laughs> every year where we assigned a different number of points to different birds. And so we started a spreadsheet essentially and just started competing against each other, started tracking all of our information on about the hunts and everything in this spreadsheet grew and developed over the years to where it became just more of a keeping track of everything from our waterfowl hunts, our memories. And sure. around two, around 2005, I was telling my dad, I was like, you know what? I'm looking back at all our information from the past, our spreadsheet and everything. And, and I'm just not remembering what's going on in the hunt. I'm just not, I can, I look at the, the hunt from the past and I can see how many birds we shot and, maybe a few notes, but I'm just not remembering enough. So I told him, I said, I'm going to start a video log where after the hunt, where I just talk about the hunt. So in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, 
you know, even to where I can't hunt anymore, I can go through these old logs and remember all, all <laughs> the hunts, right? Right. And so I got a camera, and for some reason, instead of doing the log after that, I just took the camera with us. And this was 2007. It was a teal hunt. I just took a camera with us. I recorded about three and a half, four minutes of it. Just It was not a very good camera. It was an E-Vero. I can't remember the type. But not, not a real expensive camera or sure. anything. And I edited it, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to put this on YouTube so I can send, you know, my family members the links and everything. And so my goal was just, my goal was nothing more than recording memories of what we were doing. Well, I had never posted anything on YouTube before. In fact, right. I didn't even watch YouTube that much at the time. Right. And and all of a sudden, people started watching it. And after about, I, I did second hunt, third hunt, fourth hunt, about the fifth hunt, I'm like, man, people are really starting to starting to watch these things and commenting and that time there was no one except for josh from outdoor limits yep and myself we started the exact same year in fact i remember watching his very first few hunts and everything but other than it was just he and i that were doing the vlog style format that first year we started the exact same year and after a while people just watching i'm like you know what this is kind of cool i'm gonna just start making these not just for myself for other people so it's kind of snowballed and i spent a lot of money on different <laughs> equipment and at some point it turned into let me see how i can grow this and it just kind of became a thing but it was totally organic i never planned i never planned any of it well you never planned on like you know somewhat monetizing it or you know having right. you know whatever sponsors or people like like that right. that wasn't it was just to like you said, you know, keep your memories, you know, log them, do all that. Yeah. And then, like you said, people started watching and, and you know, and then it starts and then it starts snowballing. And then you're like, OK, now I got to kind of like, OK, now people are watching. I got to kind of step my game up, so to speak. Exactly. And, right. Yep. Right. Because when it became more of a reading the analytics, how right. can I grow this thing? And right. you know, I don't remember when it was, but at some point it's like, well, I'm going to see if I can really, what I can grow this thing right. into. And then different fingers formed out from there. I mean, my video is on Roku now, Fire, uh, Amazon Fire Stick. And, and so it really kind of blossomed into something I didn't see coming. But it's been, man, it's been so, I, I still do it. For, I still do it for myself more than anything sure. else. Sure, sure. Because I love watching it. I love the memories of it. Yeah, I mean all that part, and it was it was easier back then to grow. Uh, oh yeah. And obviously, you know, I've had all mostly all the guys like everybody that everybody that we're doing more with this year at FA is you know you guys all kind of fit you know kind of you you guys just fit our style like how you guys go about it because. I had talked to Matt at High Prairie, and I've talked to, uh, I've talked to uh, Titus uh, down at Mid Valley, and you know, like all you guys kind of fit the, like like how we go about stuff and what we do, and it just it just fits. So doing more stuff together just makes, you know, a whole lot of sense. So that's a good thing. So yeah. You know, it's I've just kind of regular guys doing regular guy stuff, and right. you know, and it's all members from the Flyway Collective, and that was Jordan Cromer's idea, right? And he and I are on the podcast, the Duck Hunt podcast together. So Jordan and I actually sat down and made a list of YouTube channels that we felt like lined up with kind Would of you, our core right. ethics 
around the sport and Jordan started making phone calls. So we all, all of those guys, you know, we all kind of have the same, like you said, the same kind of way about going, going about our business. Well, and everybody, all you guys are in a different area. And I don't want to say, you know, you guys hunt the same, but you don't hunt the same because you have different, like, areas, different, like, different everything. Some have yeah. different birds, you know, different tactics or different places. You know, some guys have open water, some have marshes, some have, you know, but a lot, a lot of it, which I would say, I don't know, I would say maybe 90 I'm just taking a stab at it, but a ton of what you guys do is public. So, oh yeah, that's almost 100 percent right. What we, what we do. I mean, right. we just every now and then we might get on a pond, but yeah, it's just public. Yeah, and it's just it's just running and grinding, and the you know the thing the thing that kind of fits in with us is, um, with with, with all you guys really is that, you know, I don't I don't think anybody is like out of all you guys, I don't I don't think anybody is like. Hey, I'm a star. Come, right. you know, let me sign your, you know, shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just regular public. Yeah, bro. Like that. And that's the thing. Like, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to, you know, the same with our web series. The only thing we're trying to do is we're trying to show the products, show the products in real time that work. Uh, the reason why they work, how to make them work better, how to make how to make yourself more successful, more comfortable in the field. You know, it's, it's not, it's not a gimmick. It's not a gag. Like we're not a company that, that, that makes products to, you know, just sell something to you. Like, like we don't, we don't operate that way because, you know, we're always trying to make something that has some innovation to it, whether it's even just a small thing to, you know, step your game up or, or make you more competitive in the field. Like that's what we're trying to do. We're not like, we're not like over here, like, you know, puffing out our chest and, you know, talking about ourselves all the time. Like, like the products, that's the star. Like, that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to make stuff at a affordable price as well, because right now, like pricing's going up, like in like this year, people are going to, I mean, I mean, people are going to see like sticker shock on, on stuff and people are going to be like, like looking at pricing going, what in the hell? And we have done a really good job to keep it as under control as we can. So this year's going to be an eye opener. There's no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that, well, that that's just how America is, right? I mean, everything. Yes. The sticker prices. I mean, I was for my dog food. We I think I buy. I can't remember a fifty pound bag. Yeah. A year and a half ago it was fifty dollars. Yeah. And now it's like eighty. I mean, everything. So people are just unfortunately we're getting used to the fact that that prices on everything are just skyrocketing and right. is, you know the thing i noticed about fa products i've got all the decoys and i unbox my decoys and and the uh, um texas rigging and, oh, yeah. and some of the the camo stuff and the thing that stuck out to me is the attention to little details on the products um like on the texas rig carabiner there's a little black, I don't know what kind of material it is. It's like a black cushion that goes on there. It's like you can tell that the details of the decoys and everything are really, people thought about every single little aspect 
of the equipment. I thought that was pretty impressive. That's the that's the part that probably I would say all of us take the most pride in is is when you guys notice the little things that we went an extra mile for because we didn't do it. We did it for a reason. It's there for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I was, when I was talking to Titus in California, he was like, Oh, I've been to a couple really cold places. I can't wait to go. And I'm usually cold and I got, you know, I got to make sure I get the right stuff. And I said, well, I said, when you, when you get our, uh, whether you get, any of the outerwear clothing that's that's made for colder weather, whether it's the Bronta jacket, the waiter jacket, or or something else, I said if you go to the back of the jacket, I said there's these two little pockets in the back, and I said if you don't look for them, you won't even see them, and I said if you go to the back, I said find those little pockets. I said those pockets are there to put hand warmers in, so when you zip up your coat, they're sitting right over your kidneys where. <laughs> All your blood comes through and gets warmed right there, and that warms your core. And he was wow. like, he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I go, and that's listen, that's not new. That's some old school shit that I, I remember doing as a kid, watching my dad and my grandfather, and then older guys that I hunted with pull these kidney belts out and be like, here, you, you won't be cold anymore. Just put this on. And it's stuff like that where we're trying to go an extra mile to because here's the thing a jacket is only so warm right to the point but if you're if you're already cold when before you put it on or whatever the case may be your your core is cold so the only way to get your core warm is something like that like zipping up a jacket and being warm is only going to go so far you know what i mean so so that's the kind of stuff we're talking about like you said the little stuff on the texas rigs there's so many little things that we ended up doing that, you know, some might not even be, you know, some people might not even notice them ever. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. along with the rest of the guy, like we feel good about what we did. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can sleep good at night knowing that if you, if you spent money on our stuff, I'm, I'm happy about that because I know you got a great product, a great value, and that that's the whole point of what we're doing. Yeah, well, I went out and met Chandler and Stevie out at the warehouse and toured it and talked to them for a while. And the, the impression that I got, which was pretty cool, is that both of them love their job. And we went into the back um, areas and where if you're filming the video podcast and where they're talking about products and it's like their eyes were lit up as if oh, it was just about rat shooting time. That's why I told them, I was like, you guys love your job. <laughs> I mean, you could just tell. And you don't get the kind of detail into products if someone's not a waterfowler who absolutely yes. eats it up. You just don't. Well, and that's the thing, that's the thing right there. Like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the waterfowl companies were, you know, at one point, and some still are, being ran by maybe, you know, uh, a bean counter or a guy who doesn't hunt as much or whatever. Like... The only reason, you know, any of us know any of that stuff is because we've put so many days in the field and either either our gear let us down or we thought of something when we were out and said, oh, we should add this because this will make it better or this will be a better addition or whatever it is like 
all those all those ideas have come from being in the field. Like nothing nothing has worked from sitting in an office going, "Hey, let's put this on a jacket." Like how do you know right. that's going to work? Like right. like that's just that's just going, "Hey, that just tells me like, hey, let's make a shiny fishing lure and the fishing guys will buy it." Right? Right. We're not all about shine and whatever. Like, like, like we said, like some of the details that we do, you might not even notice them until all of a sudden, you know, the shit hits the fan and something you go, oh, that's why that's there. Or I get it. Like, and that's the, that's the stuff we're talking about. And that's the stuff that we're striving for. The innovation, doing as much as we can in those situations, making stuff better and just, you know, standing behind our products 100%. I mean, you know, I, I, I've told all the guys that I talk to and I, I, I say this to nauseam is that, uh, I look at our customer service email inbox every day. And if we see a problem, like we're on it, like, and there hasn't been many problems. Like there was very few things at the start and we are really trying to control that. So if there's an issue, like we get to it quick, we, we correct it and we're not doing that again or whatever. So we, we are, we're just trying to stay on top of stuff and we're trying to stay ahead and we're trying to stay on top of it. And we're trying to give, you know, customers, you know, a, a great value for a great product. So, I mean, that's, that's the point. And to be innovative and to, Make some cool stuff. I mean, that's the whole deal. Yeah, well, everything I've seen, I've been I've been impressed with. And the decoys are just beautiful. They're just high detail, beautiful pieces. There's so much. There's so much more coming this year. What uh, What's your favorite? What's your favorite decoy? Like, I don't know because uh, Titus is just like it's the Widgeon. and <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I I've heard him. I've heard him talk uh, about the Widgeon. The are just so dirty. The are well, so dirty. Here in Kansas, we are in the Central Flyway. Yeah. We are blessed with an early teal season, uh-huh. and especially the thing I love about Kansas is that we lose all our ducks. Like right now, there's only domestic, you know, local sure. pond ducks around. There's we're void of all ducks. So when blue wing teal season starts, it's like the first time we're seeing ducks since about April. So it's a really cool experience because you get a couple north wind days and you're like oh i bet they're here and you can start people start talking about it (laughs) and so blue wing teal season we've got i do a week in nebraska because they start a week early and then three weeks in kansas so i get i get a full month and to me it's like a whole season by itself i just absolutely love it and one thing that's always bothered me about teal decoys is they're always fully pruned out yeah you get these blue wings that are just completely every drake looks like a spring drake and that's not what we see. We no. don't see those. I've no. never seen, well, in April and May I have, I've seen cleaned out teal, but I've never seen them. And so I got my hands on two dozen of the fall pack teal decoys. Yeah, the early and, seasons, yeah. Right. And the attention to detail on the head especially of those, there's like eight out of the 12 have almost no color on them. They're really, really fall color. And the, de- the feathering detail on the head, I just can't get over. And I'm absolutely in love with so i'd say right now those that's are, cool those are my favorite i love teal well i mean listen you guys are lucky to have that much time i mean we we get no we get an early goose for a little bit here but we do not get any any early teal season here at all we get i mean i mean heck i won't see i won't see a cinnamon 
until like April on the way back up. Like they just fly by us, go right down to California and we don't see them. So I'll see them on the way back. And that's a shame because we don't even see them at all. So that hurts. And we'll just see green wings the rest of the time. And some of, and the last few years we've been seeing our green wings like late, like, Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden we are like jam packed in January of green wings. And you're like, Hey, let's, let's pound them. Like, let's go. <laughs> so uh, they're a fun little ducks to hunt. For us, we get our blue wings the first two or three weekends of teal season. We're almost 9,500% blue wings. Yeah. And then right towards the end, you, you start sprinkling in a little more green wings. And then a lot yep. through October, we're killing blue wings and green wings mixture. Hmm. And then our green wings, we, we sometimes shoot them ice cold on the river in december so the yeah. green wings are the blue wings are gone by late october you don't see another one yeah it's crazy here we just get them thick at the end which is nuts but that's just that's just the way our our flyway is designed and what goes on here which is totally different everywhere else you know it just is what it is right uh we're talking to elliot from freelance duck hunting out of Kansas. If you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, make sure you do go over and subscribe, check them out on all his social media pages and all that kind of stuff. So tell me what, what's your favorite, what are you chasing the most as far as area? Like, are you a river guy? Are you uh like, what's, what do you like doing the most? Well, my absolute favorite place to hunt are prairie marshes. Gotcha. So we hit the prairie marshes in central Kansas, September and October. I live on the east side of the state. So right. I live right at the beginning of the eastern deciduous forest, which has crept west quite a bit since the last 200 years since sure. they started fighting fires and stuff. So I live right on the edge of the deciduous forest. And so where we hunt, we have a lot more trees, but out deep in Kansas, which what I call the real Kansas, this is kind of like where I live, <laughs> right. I call it kind of Missouri, Missouri West, which I'm not a Missouri <laughs> fan. There's still some bad blood from the Civil War, but <laughs> but those prairie marshes out in Central Kansas, right? They're hard to hide in, and when you hunt them for mallards, they can be a real challenge. But sure. the beauty of them is just spectacular. That's my favorite. I mean, we hunt it all. We hunt rivers. We hunt. You know, we actually have what I consider the guys in Arkansas stuff. What I consider sure. timber holes. Sure. Around here. And rivers and reservoirs, but those prairie marshes, you just can't Can't beat it. Well, and, and, you know, listen, the thing about it is everybody, you know, you just said a a thing that just brought me back. Like everybody thinks like, oh, you can only get, you can only get a flooded timber hunt in Arkansas. And of course they have a ton of that down there, but I can tell you uh, that if you flood up some trees, I don't care where you are, the mallards are, are, are keyed to that kind of uh i'll call it a hiding place Mm -hmm. they they are so conditioned to getting in the woods like that that it's crazy because i have had it here i have a place off a river that we ended up logging out a hole in the trees and I could tell you 100% of the time that if I got enough water in there and the mallards are here, they want to get in the timber. They want to get in there all day. They want to hide. They want to feed. They feel safe. So right. it doesn't matter what state you're in. If you have 
some trees that floods up and there's some food in there and they could get in there. Now I'm not talking like, you know, just freaking piles of trees and there's no way in. Like you have to cut a hole out. But if you have a place like that, I would say go cut yourself a hole out in the summer and do some work on it and see what happens. If you got ducks around, you can you can build that one and they will find it. Because it's not just an Arkansas thing. I can tell you that. Yeah, I can say anything that's surrounded by trees with water in it, to me, I will call a timber hole. Yeah. That's, to me, fair game. If yep. you're sitting in timber and timber's all around, and yep. that's coming, it's a timber hole. Yep. That's what I mean. So you, you can do that. You can do that in any state. And I can tell you the mallards will find it. And, it, and if you can go a step further and clean the hole out, and trim some branches so they could get in there tight and they still got room. And man, if you end up getting any kind of food plot in there or anything, whether even if it even if it's natural, uh, it's gonna be even more deadly. So I mean, we you know, you you guys who hunt public, like the thing about you guys that you know, you don't necessarily get to do is spend time working on, you know, say your lease or a piece of property throughout the year, unless you have, you know, permission from a farmer to go in and do some stuff or whatever, you know, like we, like right now we're spending, you know, we're pulling blinds, we're, we're pulling water, uh, we're draining, we're drying, and we're going to start the whole process all over again. And that's the thing with having your own you know, your own spot, you gotta, like, there's no, I know there's no off season for everybody, but, but like we go from, you know, hunting to farming and like, you can't like, and you can't put a price on what you put in it now is what you're going to get out of it in the fall. So it's a whole other dynamic. So that's gotta be really rewarding. It is, you know, and the, the thing, the thing about it is we will definitely, feed more ducks than we kill i mean that's just that's just Mm -hmm. fact i don't care who you are if somebody's killing more than they're feeding like i want to see it because (laughs) you know when when the night feeders come on and they go nocturnal a little bit or you get a a bright moon and it gets cold uh or you get a freeze up like whatever like we you know we've been feeding way more birds here than than shooting in all the years I've been here so and i'm I'm absolutely cool with that because that's the whole i mean that's the whole purpose you're trying to you're trying to keep it going you're trying to make it better and yeah you're trying to enjoy yourself and shoot a couple birds like no doubt about it so uh but we 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 do an awful lot of an awful lot and it's improvements every year we're always trying to add something on the plus side moving forward so yeah, man, it's a, you know, it keeps you busy in the off season. There's no doubt. And it's keeping the dog up to speed and then blinds and all your equipment. So everybody has that old, you know, you know, issue. And I, you know, speaking of that, I would tell everybody like, Hey, do yourself a favor. <laughs> like before you get to the season, like before you get like a week out, like pull all your gear out and make sure everything is working and whatever, because I will say like the amount of calls that we we get like right at the season like I'm missing a head, I'm missing this, I don't have that, I don't have this. It's like 
It's like, and it's like, can you hurry up and get it here? It's like, hey guys, can you guys get a little ahead of the game so you're a little more prepared? <laughs> like seriously, that that helps everybody and you. So, I mean, plus it's fun to get everything out and go through it and make sure everything is all good. So, yeah, uh, it's like playing with your toys. Some some yes. guys put away their gear and they don't think about it oh. again until time before. And then some of us wish we had a dial to turn it off from time to time. Yeah, I know it's it's pretty nuts. So do you guys, so since you guys are running public and doing a bunch of stuff like that, like, are you guys using like, are you guys using like layout blinds, layout boats? Are you using a big boat? Are you guys using, you know, like a, a frame blind? Uh, like what are you guys using the majority of the time? All of the above. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it calls for. To acquire. My, my goal is to be able to meet any need possible yep. that, that comes up so yep. we will do anything from layout boats to we've got a 18 foot well built with a go devil on it with yeah. a blind on it yep. we've got a frame <clears throat> we've got you, uh, got you it name all. it I, we want to be as versatile as possible and there's some pieces of equipment like i've got traditional layout blinds sure the ground layout blinds yep. that we used to use more i've got a couple i've never used but there's going to be a time yep. in uh, which yep. they'll get used so yep. we just try to have, but most of what we do right now is we've kind of transitioned a little bit from layout boat hunters. We've got kayaks with layout blinds on. Oh, yeah. We're transitioning to A-frames a little bit more. Yeah. So the last few years, we've kind of made that switch a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And and they have, they have come a little more uh, easy, I should say, because, you know, instead of, you know, say it's three, four guys, you know, instead of packing in four layouts, you know, say it's a, a long haul in, like you only got to take one, you know, frame blind or SUB blind, mm -hmm. a stand up, like, and you're good to go. So yeah, every, and but, but exactly what you're saying, every piece of equipment has its place. It's just like a toolbox. Like you got to have everything in there and ready to go. And, you know, some guys aren't able to do that you know, whether it be space or money or whatever else, but you just got to do whatever you can. And if you can do more, you do more and get more and you're ready for anything. So, you know, yeah. that, I mean, we're the same here. I mean, it's, it's the big boat. It's the big boat. It's the layout boats. It's the layout blinds. It's the stand up blind. You know, it's, you know, a permanent blind at the duck clubs. Like it's, you name it, we got it. <clears throat> so, and it just depends on what what's going down. So you got to be prepared for anything. So yeah, we got we got every we got too much is what we got. That's but. what makes trips really difficult for me. We go <laughs> on a trip, and I mean, really, yes, really, really, really long trips, and it's like, what all do I bring? Yeah, but I want to bring everything. Well, you never know. Oh my we god, might need the layout hunt. We might need. You know, it's yeah. like. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, my. you load up and you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> a traveling circus. Oh, my God. When I go to uh, <clears throat> when I go to Wyoming, when I go to Montana and Wyoming every like December to go to the Weatherby guys over in the office there and we hunt Montana, like I'm just like stressing. I'm like, OK, I have the cargo trailers packed with full body ducks, full body geese, silhouettes, frame blinds, layout blinds. What should I take? Do I need to take, do I need to take, I take some floater geese. I take some floater ducks. I take 
okay, I got the dog blind. It's like, what else do I take? It's like, I don't need the layout boats or do I need the layout boats? Right. Can I, can I put the big you boat? Never know. <laughs> can I put the big boat? Can I do the, the, the cargo trailer, then the boat? Like how many things can I hook up together? Like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, no, I can't do that. Like I don't need everything. And then it's like, and then I just start narrowing it down and it's like, okay, okay. And then I talk to Kyle over there at Weatherby and I go, okay, what do you guys have? So I don't bring the same thing. Cause it's just a waste a space oh we got the floaters and we get okay 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 then i'll just bring the field spread and we'll go from there so yeah it is a constant fight on what you're going to encounter because you hate to be somewhere and you're not ready i mean that's the worst because it's like oh my god we could smash them right there if we had the layout boats and they're freaking at home with dust on them and you're like shit yeah i know it's there. an awesome problem to have and you know it's just we're just grown up little kids with our toys yes and all of that stuff you know i've got more kind of right now reorganizing i've got a shed dedicated to all of my duck stuff and i got all the fa decoys out and hung up and actually i was working on a video on that that today but it's just like just having my waterfall equipment in my hand yeah it's just fun it's just like a little kid with a toy i mean it's the same feeling for me you know yeah, i agree it's just wonderful yeah, it doesn't listen. Doesn't go away. It's I was a little kid playing in the mud and and <laughs> in the marsh, you know, and I'm and with the dog, and I'm the same person now, you know, all this time later. So nothing's changed. So it, right. it it is what it is. So, um, what is there a and I I asked I asked Matt this and I asked Titus this. Is there a is there a bird? that you really got to check off the list because that always makes things exciting. Like I still have this to check off. Like, is there something that you're it's on your hit list and maybe you'll get it this fall? Well, it's on my checklist, but I don't think I'll get it this fall. I am intrigued with black ducks. I've never Ah. seen one. I did hear of one in Kansas last Ah. year, but just black, there's something about a black duck. Oh yeah. So cool and regal. And I would love to check off. Well, and you gotta shoot. You gotta shoot a true black duck. No, so when you when you and it might take a couple to get one because you know they breed in with the mallards and so so Mm -hmm. forth. But and you can tell if you if when you get a black duck, if you look back at the speculum, there should be no white around the purple on the speculum. It'll just be purple and black no white if you got white that means it's it's mixed in with a mallard it's got a little mallard gene in there so you gotta you gotta 100 percent you know work on that because there's a lot of interbreeding so yeah so i mean if you all, all you have to do is slide a little more east and north like you know ohio gets bombarded with some black ducks and down that slot and the more east you go it just gets thicker and thicker and my guys, I got a couple buddies in New Jersey. They're like, man, we shoot our... They're like us with pintails. They shoot their black duck, and then they have to sit on their hands and just watch black ducks just pour in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. oh. I've never even seen one, so I really would love Oh, to. well, when you do, you will know immediately. If it's in a group of mallards, you would be able to pick that bird out, like, so easy. You'll see. Just that much dark. Oh, my God. You'll... you'll it's not even a question. Like you don't even go, is that a black duck? Like 100% you will go, there's a black duck mixed in there. hundred percent. It's yeah. like pigeon hunting and you see the white one. It's like, it's over. Right. It's over. 
Like the white one's getting shot 100%. Don't care where we are. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days. I, I hope to, as I grow a little bit older in, in years, be able to travel a little bit more. Because I don't get out of Kansas very much just because yeah. I, my regular job, I just don't have that much time. Yeah. I'm dying to get out and see some other things. It's just a matter of being free enough to do it. And that's sure. when the black duck chase will start. Yeah, I think. And, and you don't have to go really, really that far. You just got to key in on a couple of places and, and go do it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. So what do you have? Do you have stuff planned for this fall already? Anything special or anything uh, anything you're looking forward to or just the whole season? Well, we normally start off, like I said, teal hunting in Nebraska yeah. first week of September. And once we start in September, we hardly have – we maybe have one off week right. until the end of goose season, which yeah. is like mid-February. Because yeah. we, we're cut up into different zones, so we yes. just don't have – much off time but though the big the only real trip i'm looking forward to is i'm going up to um indiana and we'll hunt michigan with jordan oh yeah Frommer, my podcast partner oh yeah and and we're we're doing this hunt giveaway thing and so it's gonna be me jordan and one guy one other guy we're oh, cool. get in jordan's duck bus oh cool so i'm really looking forward to being in the duck bus and i don't know if you're familiar with that jordan has a little small school bus that he yeah i saw the to. i saw that and i was like right. hopefully it's not the struggle bus <laughs> <laughs> well in indiana it seems like a lot of times it is oh my god so, he does he kills a lot of birds for being in indiana i'll say that he works at it hard he's just not you know he's not blessed with the same area sure some of have, well he's found some really sweet marshes in michigan and so that's what we're gonna hit in november well does he not does he not get any black ducks in indiana at all he shot a few last okay. year, so you yeah. know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That, that's a possibility for yeah. me. Yeah. I was going to say because, yeah, I was going to say they should be on that slide right there where you could get a couple. So, and same with, you uh, know, yeah. it could be Michigan. You never know. I mean, you know, yeah. So, and like I said, you'll know. And, you know, unless it's super dark out, you know, first light, last light, you know, then obviously, I mean, you can't tell, you know, it's tough to tell anything. But if you have some light and you could see, you'll be able to tell. And you'll be. Yeah, I had not even thought about yeah. that yet, that that was a possibility for a black duck. I'm even more excited now. Yeah, you need to tell Jordan to step it up and get you on one. Come on now. Yeah, for real. You know, Jordan, has, he's still waiting for his first pintail because they don't hardly get him there at all. And he has he had three or four shots oh, on Monday. But he has not killed a pintail. Well, I told him, don't don't come this way. Don't Don't go down to Titus or come over to me. He won't know what to do you know he he'll want to he'll want to i'm like bro you can only shoot one so you gotta sit here and i'll tell you i'll tell you when i see the biggest tail so just sit on your hands no no i want to shoot that one no 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 no, no. We, i only kill three or four a year here i mean they're here early and then they're here late but we don't kill them but yeah we are none and you'll have a weekend where that's all you see no it's, we, it's weird but we don't have a ton of them. by the time by the time we get to the end of the year I mean, literally, it's exactly what I said. I don't let anybody shoot any at first light. Uh, even if there's a group of widgeon, I'm just like, just wait till it gets a little more light because sometimes the hen pintails will be in with the widgeon and you, you know, guys will pull up, can't tell. And I'm just like, just sit on your hands and just relax. You know what I mean? And just yeah. wait. And then just pick an absolute just stud. So, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's the cool part about it. Like we're not going to be, I, I can only count on a few times, uh, where it's like, we didn't shoot anything at first light and then we didn't shoot a pintail. And I mean, th that is so few and far between. So I don't even like, it's not even worth counting. So, 
So we 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 do get a a ridiculous amount, but that's just our that's just our flyway and what we get. So, you know. Now you guys, I mean, you guys have a pretty good goose season there and I'm mm-hmm. I'm guessing you guys are seeing like everybody else a f- you're you're seeing more specs than normal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not not a ton, but more than normal. Person. Yes. And I'm not much of a goose hunter. Right. But we definitely are. I had killed one spec before I went down to I went down to Arkansas, Joel Strickland's place, and killed a couple. But I sure. killed one spec in my life, and then I killed two in a row. Right. On a, on a public. So yeah, we're seeing more. Yeah, the, I, I think. I mean, they're raising limits for specs in Canada, from what I've just seen come out. Uh, in uh, in the flyways up there, well, in Alberta, I think I saw, and I think I, I have to look at Saskatchewan, but but yeah, the numbers that everybody else is seeing in the states, specs are on the move as far as numbers on the rise, which is great. I mean, great bird, great eating, like very vocal, like great to call, like ah, just a ton of fun. So that's getting that's getting good which which helps and there were some numbers that so far i saw that most of the stuff most of the ducks were up i think i want to say what i saw and i'll have to go back and look but i think i think blue wings were down a little bit and i think i think i think spoonies were down a little bit i think everything else was up so i'd have to we'll just wait and see the final numbers but that's what i saw so far so everything else seemed really in check and and stable. So that's a good thing. So we'll see what see what the fall brings. But I'm 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 pumped. So is there um is there a piece of gear from us that necessarily that you didn't use last year? Or you're looking forward to getting or using this year? Because I know, I would uh, say the layout, or not the layout, but the uh, A-frame yeah. line. Yeah, the stand-up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have not unboxed it yet, but that's what I'm the most excited about. The one I've been using was a little bit tight. Sure. Uh, sure. And so this one has more space, and and yeah, I'm I'm definitely really excited. Like I said, we're we're using A-frames more and more, more in the last right. three or four years, and you know they float well in big sleds, so we're floating them into places, and sure. even sitting in knee-deep water, we're sure. using them on ice shelves, yep. and, and so yeah, I'm really excited about that. Event. Well, the good the good thing about ours, and, and what we did with ours, is like, if you have three guys, and you are going to sit with your back on a fence line, a tree line, uh, like you said, a shelf, anything where you don't necessarily need the back, like you only need to take half of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, I mean, that has helped with space and weight and a bunch of other things with us, because I know if we're going to be backed up somewhere, like I just need the front, you know what I mean? And we're, right. and we're solid. So that means we could, you know, it's not like you ever take less. We're just going to take more decoys now that we have less weight to deal with or whatever we got more gear to take so so that that's come in handy so you'll i think you'll like that feature and if you you know if you need the back you got the back so it's pretty easy uh to put together the other thing is if you're shooting a lot of guys and you have a back now you just take the one blind and you open it up and now you can shoot you know eight guys so that that comes in super handy too so we have we have used that a couple times like that super handy so yeah i think you'll 
I think you'll enjoy that. And there's, man, there's a lot of stuff coming. I, I'm I'm pretty pumped about what's coming this year. So there'll be a little bit more on the duck side, a bunch of stuff on the goose side, and some accessories and some other stuff and some clothing. So uh, we'll start unveiling stuff of it as it starts coming in so we can kind of flex a little bit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I was hanging out with Josh the other day, and he was yeah, all pumped up talking about a product that he was really excited about. Yeah. That my ears kind of perked up on. So I can't wait to see what you guys all do. Yeah, I mean, when we when we brought the Spoonies last last year, I thought Josh's head was going to explode when he saw him. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Oh my god!" So. What is this thing with him? Yeah, I was at I, his house, and he made a point to show me the Spoonie decoy. Bro, like, I don't. He's obsessed. He loves him. He loves him. He's he's a Spoonie. He's a Spoonie guy, so I don't know. Yeah. I, listen, by the time they get to us here, especially late January, it, it definitely, I mean, other than a wood duck, it, it, is, it is right in line with having some of the most incredible colors. Uh, so, I mean, that is right there, especially when you get them all plumed out, so... We get some, we get some killer, killer spooners here. So, you know, yeah, we don't, I, we I don't get them like that. Oh, I do not pass on them. Not that late, especially when they look that cool. So, yeah, we will totally, totally take them. So, um, anything we've been, we we just blab, which is cool. I I do the same. Is there anything you want to hit or talk about or anything about the channel or anything that's coming up? Um. Not really that I can think of. This is our eighth season. Awesome. So we've been doing it a long time. That's so cool. And I'm just looking forward to keep going. I mean, it's just, there's just something about, I, I encourage all my friends and guys, like even if you're not trying to make a video, get yourself some camera gear, even if it's just a GoPro in your head. When you get home and yeah. you have footage to look at after your hunt, it, yeah. it, it increases the enjoyment of hunting a hundredfold. Yeah. It's just, no doubt. it's just fantastic. Uh, but I guess the only other thing I could think to, to pump that I've got is uh, I developed, I was talking about that leaderboard. Yeah. Um, that thing my dad used to, I used to do. <laughs> I actually took all that spreadsheet stuff and I created Freelance Hunt Stats, which is an app and also a web-based where cool. it's like a hunt journal on steroids. And oh, we nice. actually do have a little competition where you can compete against other people on there so it is a really really cool product so that's called freelance hunt stats right freelance hunt stats if you awesome. want, if you look at the app it's just look up hunt stats oh cool and let me know if you want to sign up i'll i'll get you hooked up with a, a membership we got a lot of changes it's really cool because every we've got every bird we've assigned a value oh my god and that so, sounds so cool uh, canvas back is worth more than sure you know even like a mallard and clear down to Ten mileage worth like two points, and so after you hunt, you get a little scorecard, and it tells you how many birds you shot, and it keeps track of all sorts of data, weather, and everything. Oh, I'm gonna but have to the, just check for the scorecard. It. Yeah, it's just like you get points, and then that goes towards the leaderboard, and you can compete against how many points you have versus other people, and and it's a lot of fun. You should be getting minus points for hens. You should be getting minus points. <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about stuff like that. We haven't enacted any minuses yet. We do have the coot is zero, which Matt, my high player, loves coots. He's kind of mad about that. Oh my god! I would <laughs> if if I put and I I wouldn't want to put a minus on a hen mallard. Like I would probably put the points at zero. But 
but like a hand pintail, like there's really there's really no reason. Like it happens, but like there's no reason you should have to shoot a hand pintail out here with all the drakes that we see. Like, like that is that is crazy. It does happen. No big deal. No harm. No foul. Like, hey, if that's the only bird that comes in that day, I'm I'm hundred percent. But if you have the choice, like that's about the only one that I would say, yeah, I I, I don't know. But I'm gonna have well, to check it out. What we're planning on doing is, we, in time, we would like to do regional. So oh. so the pointing system's different based sure. on region. Is what sure. we'd like to do, and we want to have it to where like the central flyway can have a leaderboards and. Uh, you know, but we would love to get to that point where guys like you, because I don't, and Titus could help us out with sure. kind of like a Pacific scoreboard, and, because it is it's totally different. Yeah, know, because one, one place to the other. like shooting like shooting a pintail here is no big deal versus shooting a pintail over by you should be worth more points. Shooting one right. over here, like that should be like a point. You know what I mean? But shooting, yeah. say, like a cinnamon here or shooting a canvas back or shooting a redhead like those should have high points or stuff like that like 100 percent, like totally that would be that would be even crazier so yeah hopefully we can help you grow it or do some stuff with it i'm all in on that that'd be fun that sounds like yeah well go check it out i will on website it's freelance hunt stats and on app if you just search hunt tech check it out make yourself a membership send me an email and i'll get you a membership set up because we we love feedback that and, is so cool trying to make it better awesome well cool check out elliot all his stuff freelance duck hunting you can subscribe to the youtube channel check out hunt stats it's the app you can do all that stuff and man we appreciate you chatting with us bro and getting us up to date on everything you got going on that's a lot and looking forward to this fall i know i know we'll be over in i know we'll be over to the office in kansas city early september or not september early december so we'll probably have to hook up then and also we'll be at like heck i just got my tickets and everything for waterfowl weekend for the rogers weekend so i'll be over for that and we're going down to the delta waterfowl show in uh, arkansas and little rock so uh so we're gonna be a bunch of places so yeah we're gonna have to hook up when i come over there and do all that kind of crap so make sure you you slide over to whatever whatever you can make I'll definitely be at Waterfowl Weekend. Perfect, for sure. so, perfect. Yeah. Come, come find oh, yeah. me, bro, and we'll we'll hang. That that is yeah. that'll be perfect. Awesome. All right, Elliot, appreciate it, bud. We'll send some folks your way to check out and subscribe to the channel and and look at everything in the hunt stats. We appreciate it. All right, thank you so much. All right, bud, have a good one. Appreciate it. Take care. That's Elliot, freelance duck hunting. Super cool. Lots going on with with all these guys in the Flyways Collective, and and we're doing more with them on the FA side. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So that's that's good stuff. Good guys. So uh, big shout outs to uh, the folks at Federal Ammunition and Weatherby and Roger Sporting Goods, and as well as uh, Sask Goose Company, and all the guys uh, at Tyler's Place up there in Saskatchewan. So they help us you know, with the web series and everything else, keep grinding on. So hope you had a good time. If you need us, you can hit us up at uh, fabrand.com for the website. Hit our social media pages up and like us and follow us. And without a doubt, hit up the web series on the YouTube channel. It's called The Last Pass. Uh, Go to it. I think we have 11 episodes right now. Everything from early Canada to Montana to Oregon to springs in Saskatchewan, spring snow. So lots going on. Check us out and uh, do your thing. All right. Appreciate you checking it out.
That's the FA Podcast. I'm Mario. I'm out.